I don't have like a typical fashion body type. I said that with like air quotes because growing up, like I didn't really have somebody who looked like me. I'm like 5'5", five five, definitely a curvier person. I'm not size zero. And so I think those two things have really played like a huge role in my, my platform growing. And those like the messages that I received from people of like talking about how like they've never seen someone with the same body type as them, but yeah. now they follow me because of that. It was something I just didn't even plan to happen, but now that it has, like it's definitely one of the biggest reasons why I do it. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Well Now What podcast. I'm your host, Savannah. If you're new here, this podcast is for Gen Zs, millennials, 20-something-year-olds unsure what they want to do post-grad or career-wise. So I interview people from all walks of life, different career paths to hear their stories. I started this when I had graduated from university a couple years ago. So now it's been a couple years running and it's crazy that I've hit over 100 episodes. And I love having these conversations. And of course, I loved having this conversation with Emily. She's just so wise. I know she's only, I think she's 23 or 22, but I love her outlook on like content creation and social media. And just a side note, I recorded this when I was still sick. So my voice is like super nasally. So disregard that, but I hope everyone's having a good week. I'm actually going to Tofino this weekend. I'm so excited the first time um, this year. And then I'm also taking Jordan, which is his first time. Say hi. Hello. <laughs> He's here. Um, and also, speaking of that, we will we have recorded the All About Love episode finally, um, and we'll be posting that in the next coming week. So look out for that. Uh, hope everyone has a good week and enjoy the episode. I'm joined by Emily Kozacek. Emily is a 23-year-old fashion content creator from Vancouver. She grew up in North Vancouver. She was also a fellow dancer and she eventually did her undergrad in business at Queen's Uni. Apart from content creation, she also works in the fashion industry, specifically in product development. Her TikTok account has grown so much to over 100, nearly 160K followers, 4 million views. Um, her videos often show her day-to-day -day outfits and vlogs. I love her style. I love her content. I feel like it's just so refreshing and really fun. I've had a a few different TikTokers on the podcast. I've had um, Lydia. I don't know if you know her. She's in like a running marathon yes. vibe. And then I've had Ben, um, who's mm -hmm. like a very Vancouver-based TikToker. So I'm excited to have you on. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Of course. So I would love to hear for the audience that doesn't really know you, maybe like talk about before you're doing like where you got to your um, today. Tell me about your, your high school days. Um, growing up in North Van, did you want to attend business school or what was your mind at before you went to Queens? Yes, I actually very like always life is always such a funny story. But in high school, I was obviously a dancer as well. Mm -hmm. um, I was so busy and I just never really considered anything outside of dance when I was in school. Dance honestly came before school for quite quite a few years. Um, and then I kind of like realized going into grade 11 that I wanted to go to university. I didn't want to be a professional dancer. And fashion has always been top of mind. Like I've loved clothes ever since I was young. And it wasn't until then that I really realized that I could maybe like study it in school and, and work and make it like a career. I don't know why I just had never thought about it that way. Yeah. And then, so I actually uh, was going to go to Ryerson University because um, they had a lot, they have a lot of fashion programs there kind of on both sides, like design and business. I am not an artistic person like uh, with my hands. So I just knew that like design was not going to be in the picture for me, but they had a lot of like management programs. So I had actually accepted my <laughs> like 
position to go to Ryerson and I had applied to Queens and Western as backup schools. Ryerson was my top choice and I got into the business program at Queens and it was actually my mom who was like, you know, I did some research and it's a really amazing program and I had I, I knew nothing about it. I literally mm-hmm. like had no prior knowledge. I just knew that my sister went to Queens. So she said that, you know, it's, it's a really great program. I think you should, you know, take a look at it, see if you like it. And if you go and you still want to go to fashion school, mm-hmm. like that's an option. So I decided to go and honestly, it was the best decision I ever made just because I felt like the business program was really like have had the opportunities for me to find my skill set. I was kind of that student in high school that wasn't really good at like any particular subject. Like I wasn't, I'm not super book smart. I'm not, you know, I'm not like a great <laughs> writer. Like I was pretty like decent, just like at everything. I wasn't amazing at one subject. So business was a really great place for me to kind of explore like where my skills lied um, while also getting like a really valuable degree. And obviously I graduated and decided not to go to fashion school because (laughs) by that time I had like graduated with a specialization in marketing. I started working in marketing after I graduated right out like six months into the pandemic, I think. And then in December of 2020, that's when I started to do content creation myself. Um, I had actually created my account many years ago after first year I was working in the sales role in one of my internships and I you created TikTok before like no I created my Instagram oh Instagram got it TikTok was actually very later on I did Instagram first um I created my Instagram right after first year and it was very casual like I was just doing it out of pure boredom purely more for like my friends like I was just Mm -hmm. posting my work outfits like stuff like that I didn't really keep up with it it was like very not a priority for me and then I just knew in December of 2020 that if I didn't do it now, I would regret it. Um, And so I started Instagram and then TikTok came, I think, the following summer. So I started TikTok last summer of 2021. Okay, crazy. Um, It's funny that you talked about uh, Ryerson. So I actually applied to Ryerson as well. I think it was, it wasn't the fashion program, but it was like media and something. Because I know that they usually do like business media or something like that. So I was wanting to go there for so long. Um, and then last minute applied to UVic business. My mom, literally the same thing. She was like, are you sure? Like, you don't want to go into business because business is like a safer bet maybe because it's yes. more general. So I was like, you know what? So like last minute I changed my mind and I went to UVic and I'm yeah. glad I did because I was so lost. I was like, I was the same. I was pretty general in school. I'm like, I'm not like, obviously I don't want to become a doctor. Yeah. I don't want to go anything like science or math related, like get me out. So I knew I didn't want to do that. But for me, like UVic business was kind of like a safe bet. And then from there I was able to figure out. So I feel like we had similar paths there. Yeah. Yeah. That that's refreshing to hear because mm-hmm. so many people that I went to school with, maybe it was, maybe it was like the Queens mentality, but I got to Queens and very suddenly like realized how how many people had been working towards this program there like yeah. for so much of their high school lives. And I was like, oh, I just <laughs> I actually wasn't planning on coming. I, I yep. had no idea what this was. So it's refreshing to hear that you also had the same like similar path because I, I rarely hear that. <laughs> yes, yes. And starting with your like Instagram when you were first started posting before you got to TikTok, were you ever like shy about it when people first found it? Because I know for me when I released the podcast, obviously I want a big audience, but I was like, oh my God, like I, people are going to make fun of me or like yada, yeah. yada, yada. So how did you feel when you kind of first started posting? It was it was kind of like a weird feeling because I've obviously seen that a lot online too of other creators having that same feeling of like getting past the point of being embarrassed of what you're doing yes um part of me was like I don't care (laughs) yeah 
part of me was like, I have to do this for myself and, and totally. someone is going to judge me for that. Then that's, that's their problem. And it's not mine. Um, but also because I had had the account for many years, it was a lot of my friends who followed it. Like it wasn't random people who followed it. I was mm-hmm. like, I had created it and was like, I created a fashion account. If you want to follow it, like go for it. Cause it was also separate from like my personal account. And so that way I gave people the option if they wanted to follow it. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I had like very amazing friends. All of my friends were so supportive. I also think that because I have always loved this space, I've always loved content creation and fashion. When I said that I was going to do it, like the support was just there because people were like, this makes sense for you. I've always seen this for you. So I'm really happy that you're doing it, which I feel very lucky about. I didn't really have this place of like people really judging me. I mean, also like I was 22 when I started doing it. And so I was kind of in that headspace of just like, I don't care. We were in the pandemic and people were doing all sorts of projects to kind of pass the time and people were supporting it because you were like, what else are you going to do with your time? And so um, I really just knew for myself that if I didn't do it, I would regret it. And that really like pushed me past any sort of hesitation with what other people thought of it. And honestly, like I, it it took like a long time for me to start growing a lot and like really to get to that point where I was like able to like actually have like a platform. Like I think it took me like almost six months to get to a thousand followers and then another like almost six months to get to 2000. And then from there, like TikTok really like took it off. But there was a long period of time where I didn't even have that huge of an audience, but all my friends and my family were so supportive of it just because I think they saw that I was very like passionate about it. Yeah. That's amazing. And that's also a really good mindset to have. And speaking of growth, when did you notice that point with TikTok? Like all of a sudden was it one video that went viral? And um, if you can kind of break down, like, what do you think kind of made you grow? Was it like a specific algorithm, the fashion, like, what do you think happened? Definitely. I'll say that a huge portion of my growth, both on like on Instagram and on TikTok is, is purely from like TikTok. Um, I think I started, I mean, I slowly have grown Instagram over like the year and the bit that I was doing it before. But Mm -hmm. when I started TikTok in summer, of 2021 I was just kind of like so many people had been like you should really get on it yourself I was obviously a huge consumer of TikTok um, and I was obsessed with it but so many people were like you should really do fashion on TikTok and I was like oh I know but like so many people are on it like I don't know and I just kind of played around with a lot of different video ideas um, like styling videos like talking videos like honestly like if you scroll down to the bottom of my page it's like <laughs> such a mishmash of just like random things because I just didn't know what I wanted to do on that on the app right and then it wasn't until like October last year that I randomly decided to just film my classic get dressed with me it was the first one I did I was going shopping and I just it was such a casual outfit too and I just like posted it, went shopping and I checked my phone like three hours later and it had blown up. Um, but like blown up in the sense I had like 40,000 views. And so at that Mm -hmm. time when I had like 2000 followers, I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. (laughs) And so then I just started posting those every day. I was like, obviously people like that. Um, and I think the growth, um, formula, I don't even know if that you like, if there is a formula, Mm -hmm. but for me with those videos, I just kept posting them and they got 
more and more views. And I think that for me specifically, there's like a few factors that have really like played into the growth of my platform on TikTok. Part of it is definitely like my style. I think that I have very casual style and what we've seen from influencers a lot in the last like five or six years is like these huge looks and I'm not really that mm-hmm. type of a person. Um, and I just have very like casual, but like easy style to kind of replicate, I think, which I've heard a lot about online, which like I really appreciate. And I've always been a very casual dresser, but I still want to like look good and feel mm-hmm. good. Um, so I think that was a part of it. I also think that like my body type has played a huge role in my platform, which I'm very grateful for just because I don't have like a typical fashion body type. I said that with like air quotes because growing up, like I didn't really have somebody who looked like me. I'm like five, five, definitely a curvier person. I'm not size zero. And so I think those two things have really played like a huge role in my my platform growing and those like the messages that I received from people of like mm-hmm. talking about how like they've never seen someone with the same body type as them but yeah. now they follow me because of that it was something I just didn't even plan to happen but now that it has like it's definitely one of the biggest reasons why I do it because mm-hmm. I was in their shoes growing up and I think like obviously Kim Kardashian has like a very <laughs> like she's she's definitely like made that body type very normal but mm-hmm. having accessible fashion like with her body type is really hard so I how does like that those- make you feel like like putting people saying like hey like I'm think- thankful that you have that like body type like someone else that looks like me how does that kind of make you feel like does that ever make you feel like overwhelmed or any sorts or just like happy to be that person I think in some ways like 99% of the time it makes yeah. me smile obviously just because mm-hmm. I've been in their shoes and I yes I'm very like grateful that they have found someone online that they can look up to and and like get fashion inspiration from or take recommendations from that has like that can dress for their body type because I, I would have killed for that growing up um but I think also too like the downside sometimes like is that a lot of like things are about my body type and Mm -hmm. a lot of the times in comments like that's a big portion of the comment section which I in those videos where that tends to happen I just like I don't even look at the comments because I'm just like people will say what they want to say and that's totally fine um but yeah I would say like most of the time 99% of the time it makes me smile when people like feel comfortable um wearing something new or like trying something new or like find something that fits them really well that they love um Mm -hmm. because of me that that definitely like makes me so happy I I for some reason it doesn't put me like give me pressure just because Mm -hmm. it's always been my mindset and I'm just like well it's just me so you know I'm not and I'm not like a body positive like influencer like that's not my page I think it's just kind of been like a secondary effect of like creating content which has been really really nice yeah no I love that and are you doing this full-time are you doing brand partnerships and as I mentioned earlier like I work for an influencer and the majority of our like income is they're literally all brand partnerships on YouTube so I'm Mm -hmm. wondering are you able to kind of make this a full-time job or you're doing it on the side still I'm still doing it on the side I think Mm -hmm. for me like I don't work a full-time job I work almost full-time in product development but um I think that it'll take like a lot for me Mm -hmm. to like do this full-time I don't know I just Mm -hmm. um it's a very um uh unpredictable industry and I want to make sure that like my platform and my income honestly is like something Mm -hmm. that I can really really depend on and like rely on for like this life especially in Vancouver it's so expensive Mm -hmm. so 
I think for now, like I'm in a really happy medium with like my career professionally mm-hmm. and my career online. And so I'm going to just kind of like ride that wave, but we'll see, like, we'll see what the future holds. But yeah, I have had that conversation with a few people and I think I need to be in like a very comfortable place for me to like give up, you know, a very secure income yes. that, that comes yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I'm, so the influencer I work for, he's in the tech industry. So it's quite different and there's a lot yes. more brand partnerships with a lot more money. And um, one of my friends, I'm not sure if you know her, um, Caroline Williams-Wood. So she's like yeah. a fashion influencer as well. So she tells me that in terms of the fashion industry, it's a lot of like product exchange. And I've heard from the influencer yeah. I work for that the fashion industry, it's like harder to make more money. They usually have to branch out in like different avenues. So do you have any, like just for people that don't really know what's going on in the influencer fashion industry, can you kind of give like a synopsis of like what's going on, what it's like to be in that industry right now? Yeah, I've definitely um obviously started to do brand partnerships like ever since I think December. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that's like the number one thing that I've found. A lot more companies are like, willing to pay less. Um, they would much rather like offer you free product to like yes. post something or post a TikTok or post a story. Um, which I think when you're a lot smaller, it can be like an equal exchange. But now that I have a bigger platform, I like definitely had to know my value as a creator, but it is weird. Fashion is one of like the one, like the niche niche area of like the influencer industry that there's just not as much of a budget even for big companies like I've worked with huge companies that have paid me less than like a smaller company would for like Mm -hmm. let's say like a lifestyle product which I think is a huge reason why a lot of influencers who maybe start in fashion also tend to go into the the lifestyle space for like the beauty space because Mm -hmm. those companies tend to have a higher budget or are willing to pay you more um to represent their product so it is unfortunate I think in that sense just because you do have to have like this huge platform and a very influential like platform to mm-hmm. make a lot of money in the fashion like in fashion influencing um mm-hmm. because I mean obviously there's people who have done it and it's it's definitely doable but I also think that um fashion influencing is probably one of like the high highest saturated areas of the influencer industry just because so many so many girls and guys like love to do it and it comes naturally to so many people and everyone's platform is going to be different because everyone has different Mm -hmm. style but but then you know there's so many different creators to pick from and a lot of brands like if they if you won't you know if you won't accept their deal for what they're willing to pay you like there's Mm -hmm. definitely somebody else who will so it's definitely hard um I've definitely like done a portion of brand deals that are fashion but I've also done quite a few now that have been like lifestyle or beauty related just because are they are able to kind of like offer a budget that is actually valuable to like me as a creator. Yeah. So ideally, if you could pick, like, would you want to do just fashion or are you feeling like you have, you have to pivot and you kind of have to do those different industries that essentially bring more money? I mean, to be honest, I've been very picky with like the brand deals that I have done ever mm-hmm. since they've started to come in just because like, I don't know, as a, um, as someone who has like been a huge fan of creators for such a long time, Mm -hmm. I've, I definitely dislike or like not dislike, but I definitely, um, notice it when like a creator takes a brand deal that really doesn't align with like who they are or what, what their brand is or all of that. And so I've been very picky about like the companies that I've worked with, especially the ones outside of fashion, because I'm like, is this actually something that my audience will like gravitate towards or 
will know that like I'm serious about this product um and it's something that like I actually love because it's not fashion I think that it's easy for me to be like I can style people's clothes that's that's not the the um the challenge that like the challenge is to make sure that like you're taking on these lifestyle products that actually match who you are as a person and there's a lot of lifestyle brands who reach out to me and I'm like I just it's not something that I like have ever talked about online so why would I like make a paid brand deal about it Mm -hmm. that's kind of been um you know my experience with like making sure that I'm I'm staying true to like yes that's that's such a good yeah. yeah mindset to have just like being on like the PR side of things that you're wanting to stay true to your brand. I feel like a lot of creators, yeah, like even the bigger ones, they'll just take any deal and yeah. it doesn't represent their brand. And as an audience member, like I like seeing creators that are not, maybe not necessarily as big, but they're, they're true to their brand. But I know at the end of the day, if you're doing it full-time, it is a business. And yeah. you were saying that in f- the fashion industry is quite saturated. So how do you feel in terms of like, it's just kind of natural to compare when there's like yes. so many people out there. So what do you do when you getting, like, you're starting to compare yourself to other people? How do you not let that get to you? Yeah, I definitely um, have done that. I think every creator mm. has done that. I do it more so like in terms of growth and numbers, because people come, people come up and down so like frequently in this industry, yes. it's, it's hard yes. not to compare. And I think that biggest thing that I have learned, especially this year, um, as I've like focused a lot more on content creation is that obviously, I mean, such a stupid, um, like lesson, but it's mm-hmm. so true that like the biggest power that you have is like being yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, my parents have always asked me that, like, as I started this fashion page of like, mm-hmm. how are you, how are you different from all the other girls who are doing this? And I think at the end of the day, like you can't pinpoint how you are different. The difference is who you are. The mm-hmm. difference is like how you dress and no one is ever going to have the exact same style as me. Like no one's ever going to dress the exact same way as me every single day for the rest of their lives. And I feel like that's everybody's superpower online is like being themselves. And so that's been something I've really had to like remind myself of when I get into that headspace just because I'm like okay I don't I don't need to do what other people are doing I just need to do what I want to do as a creator like what works for me what is me because then I will I feel like the growth comes from there like the passion the growth the Mm -hmm. happiness will come from there I feel like as long as you're doing something true to like Mm -hmm. who you are the comparison like doesn't need to um, happen as much. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I've also, I also noticed that like with TikTok and Instagram, obviously you look at the ways that people are growing and people create all these like tips on how to grow your platform. And Mm -hmm. those are really, really important to look out for. But also I think for a long time, I would like look at other creators and look at what they were doing and try to like emulate what they were doing or like Mm -hmm. copy, not exactly like their style, but like copy their strategy or like copy the type of content they were doing and it it literally wasn't until I decided to like do something that was original to myself was when the growth started like that was my experience on TikTok and has been mm-hmm. ever since so it's such a good reminder for myself every time I get in that head of just like yes the best content the best growth the best success will come from being yourself and like doing mm-hmm. what is true to you it's it sounds so simple because I feel like we hear it here and there but like yeah. it is the truth it is like exactly how you said just being yourself and that that's what makes you different yeah and I was wondering so you're in product development mm-hmm. um full-time right now is that something that you want to do is it something that you can kind of touch on what you're doing right now and also like you talked about influencer marketing do you 
envision yourself, you know, working for yourself or working for another influencer. I'd love to hear like what you kind of envision your nine to five right now. Yeah. Um, so it's been a very interesting journey. I (laughs) started working for the company that I work for, um, in similar time that I actually started Instagram and yeah, I never expected to be in product development. Obviously I have a business degree. So like I literally work in denim design, but I work on the style management side of it. So I manage all the data for, yeah, the styles that we like produce, which Mm -hmm. is very cool. But yeah, like nothing that I ever expected to do. Um, I think in terms of like where I want that to go or where Mm -hmm. I see it going in the future, especially with like influencer marketing and stuff, I feel like I really get my my fix of marketing with Mm -hmm. doing it for myself. Um, Like there's so much strategy that goes into my platforms. And like, especially now that I'm like growing a lot more and I have like an audience to like keep up to date with, I feel like I do have like another job in marketing um, just for myself. Um, And I actually did, like I worked for an influencer just for like a little bit last year. Um, But right now, like with what's going on with my current, like with my current platform, working in product development has really like given me the flexibility to do both. And, um, I actually do really enjoy it, even though it was something that I never kind of expected to end up in. Um, Mm -hmm. I really, like, I do enjoy it. Um, but I have, I've been trying not to think too much about the future. I feel like before I went to university and especially in university, it was like really Mm -hmm. easy to like create a five-year plan or a 10-year plan. And obviously employers will ask you that in your interviews. And one thing I've really had to like strip from my thinking was like having expectations of like where I'm supposed to be at a certain age, Mm -hmm. um, especially like in the influencer industry or even in my professional career. Um, And so I'm, I'm trying to kind of just see how things play out and like, be grateful for the situations that I'm in right now or like the positions mm-hmm. that I'm in right now. So we'll see, like, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't think I see myself like ever working in influencer, um, like management or relations, like for someone else. I think mm-hmm. I, the only, the only area that I really see myself doing that like, in the future is, is for myself. Um, cause I think my like goal was either I do it for someone else or I do it for myself. And now that I can like start to do that for myself I feel like that would be the area that I would grow it in um but we'll see I have no idea what like the future holds in my term in terms of my career and product development just because I a lot has changed in the last six months <laughs> yes yes I, you have such a good mindset I know you're 23 but like even like 22 three I'm 25 and I feel like when I got out of uni for so long, I was very much like, I wasn't present. I was like, what am I doing next? Which is like, hence the podcast. Well, now what, yeah. what am I supposed to do? Like struggling, figuring out my next plan where as the last year, I've really just kind of mellowed out. I'm like, things just kind of happen. Like I switched yeah. my corporate job to work for an influencer. And I was like, yeah. I don't know how this is going to go, but like, whatever, yeah. fuck it. And it's been great. Um, same with the mm-hmm. podcast, just kind of going with the flow and being more present. So you've got such a good mindset for being so young. Thank you. You should pat yourself on the back because I, I did not think that way. And still, it's only just now turning 25 that I'm like, okay, I need to chill out and just like be more present. Yeah. To be fair, like it took me a lot to get here. I, I like mm-hmm. really struggled kind of after grad, obviously, as most of us yes. do. I was, I was unemployed for like six months and I really didn't know what I was doing. And mm-hmm. even now, like there's still moments where I feel like 
I'm behind in some way. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But then I also know that I'm ahead in some ways too. And so it's just like, however you want to look at it. And I, I've really like had to train my thinking of that this year. That's been like a huge um, mindset shift for myself, but it's definitely paid off. I just feel like worrying less because I definitely used to Mm -hmm. think about the future so much. um, And it would, it would kind of like, I used to um, say this to my friends, but like, it would like manifest things like out of my life because I would overthink them too much Mm -hmm. and things just like wouldn't happen because I was like so stressed out about it. And now that I've kind of like let go of that feeling, um, I've just like come to the fact that like, I'll make decisions as they come, as long as I'm doing things that are making me happy. And I feel like that they're responsible for my life, then things will be okay. Yes. (laughs) And yes. It's a really weird mentality to have, but, and it's scary at times and it kind of like, you have to let go a lot, but I've definitely felt a lot stressed, like a lot less stressed um, with it. And it's been very beneficial for like my online career as well. Clearly it's working though. So (laughs) like everyone listen, clearly just like let shit go. Yeah. Um, I'd love to get into the rapid fire questions just to end the episode. Okay. What's an outfit you feel most confident in and just like listed head to toe what you'd be wearing where you'd be feeling like I feel great right now. I always feel amazing in a fresh like t-shirt and clean pair of jeans. Um, Mm -hmm. That's always been my go-to, especially like ones that I love. Sneakers always. And and what kind of sneakers? What kind of jeans, shirt, if you can go into detail? Oh, let's, let's go into detail. Okay. (laughs) Um, As of right now, I think probably Mm -hmm. my most like confident, comfortable outfit is like a white t-shirt, maybe a bit cropped, but not too much. Mm -hmm. Um, My vintage pair of cargo jeans. If you follow me on TikTok or Instagram. I've seen them. You know them. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. They're so nice. They're my favorites right now. So I definitely love those. Um, My New Balance 550s are my go-to sneaker at the moment. Iconic. So my boyfriend has, I don't know what colors yours are, but his are green. So and he's, okay. Yeah. He's two sizes bigger than me, but sometimes <laughs> I'll wear big socks and wear them because they're so cool. And they're so yeah. comfy. They're so comfy. I wish they were easier to get your hands on because I would absolutely get another pair because they're amazing, but I have worn them to death and I will never let them go. They're amazing. So definitely those. And as of lately, um, it's, I've gravitated a lot towards like my Arcteryx jackets, um, or like a fleece for comfort. I've definitely been playing a lot, a lot more with like that Gorp core fashion, which is like obviously very in tune with the Vancouver um, fashion (laughs) scene as well. Like unironically. So, um, yeah, that would probably be like my go-to outfit at the moment. I like that. I like that. Um, and what's a trend right now? Um, like a fashion trend that you really don't like. Oh gosh. I get this question a lot. Actually, every time I yeah. do a Q and a anywhere, people always ask me like trends that I love or trends that I hate. I'm really like not a picky person, but I know that there's trends that I really don't like. Um, oh, if anything, well, as of right, as of right now, like <laughs> things always come back, but, um, like if like skinny jeans, I'm really, oh, I know God. some people have started to wear them again. And I really am not a fan. Um, <laughs> Same here. I don't know why, like the skinny jeans with, I'm sorry if this is what you wear, but, or not you, but like people that are listening, but skinny jeans with like holes in the knees. That's like, yeah. I used to wear that, but I can't like now. No, don't do oh, that. No. <laughs> um, I'll, oh, no. I have an, a, one that I just thought of because I saw a lot of it at like um, Coachella and Stagecoach, like in people's outfits, but like combat yes. boots. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just really. No, I agree. I used, I definitely used to wear them back in like 20, Same. like 15, but now no. Same. No. <laughs> I'm kind of like, leave, leave them there. We don't need them anymore. But I also have really just like gone to this mentality of like, people are going to wear what they want to wear. And I'm always mm-hmm. like a huge believer, like whenever I'm helping my friends get dressed or anything like that, I'm like, I can give you a great outfit, but like, if you don't feel good in it, then that's like, then it's not a great outfit. You know what I mean? So uh, at the same time of like hating trends and I am totally there. I also like, I'm like, you know what, if someone wants to wear combat boots and dress then, and they feel amazing in it, then go for it. (laughs) True. true. I would Um, wear it, but like, there you go for it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, what is your favorite travel spot? Um, probably Greece. Um, I think that it's just such a beautiful place and it's very, it's like one of those European places that looks very different from the rest of Europe. Like a lot of the European cities can look very similar and Mm -hmm. Greece is just so different. And I've been there before, but I would go back in a heartbeat. Yes. That's beautiful. Um, I have a few more questions. Uh, what's like, if you can kind of summarize it, what's the worst date that you've been on? Um, I, I actually like, I haven't been on a lot of dates. I just got out of a very long-term relationship. So it, I I feel like in six months, um, yes, you'll have a better better answer. answer. Yeah. But oh my God, I haven't, I haven't been on, like, I really haven't been on, um, many dates because okay, my, okay. I met I met my ex-boyfriend like where we started dating like halfway through first year and we, we okay so it's, it's been ago. a minute okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> then I can I can I've... alter I can alter the question then how about okay. what's like the biggest ick for you in terms of like Ooh. dating oh my housemates and I talk about icks all the time <laughs> like that's a very common one um I have a lot of them I'm very picky mm-hmm. um for me like a big ick is like bad hygiene bad um yeah just like not taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. um I also will say I have a lot of icks with guys in fashion sense like someone that I date has to have a certain type of style just just in the sense of like I have to actually like your style there's a lot of things that guys can wear that I'm like no I won't even come I won't even come near you (laughs) Yeah. So if he shows up in tight, skinny jeans, oh, he's done. And low, low top Converse, like the yeah. really flat ones. No, not yeah. All. Yeah. There's yeah. There's there's. It's not it. I really like if you can wear like a straight leg jean, like you're good. You know, like as yes. a guy, I'm like yeah. it's not that hard. Just wear a t-shirt and some straight leg jeans. Like we're done with the skinny mm-hmm. jean. Then you're good. Like it's not. It doesn't. I feel like it's not as hard to. uh look fresh and clean as a guy but if you can do that yes okay guys (laughs) men that are listening to this you (laughs) um and I guess last question what are or who are three content creators that you really admire and that you look up to oh so many I literally have been a fan of so many content creators for like Mm. years I used to watch YouTube growing up like all the time oh that's me that's me I'm sure I will know them when you when you name them probably um I, well, probably my favorite influencer of all time has been Claudia Saluski. I feel like I used to watch her videos growing up and I love, um, I just have a lot of admiration for like how true to herself she stayed, even with everything that has happened in her life in the past few years. And her boyfriend is literally a rock star and she's still like making Coachella vlogs and Mm. being like, this is my life, you know? 
Um, and she's just very like all of her content is so high quality and she's done such an incredible job. Um, I love her. I, she's great. Yeah. She's yeah. amazing. And she like, I don't, I've never met her, but she just seems like the nicest person. She just sounds like so down to earth. Yeah. 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 And her and Phineas are like amazing. I, I also <laughs> love him. Um, someone I also like have really been loving online is Jackie Alexander. She's, um, okay. like a, uh, definitely not a small creator but she's got like a couple hundred thousand followers on instagram um i think i've just been absolutely like loving her style she's very outside of you know the regular influencer style she just like wears what she wants to wear um and is completely herself and i like have definitely taken a lot of inspiration from her in the past few months just because her style is like a lot of what i'm loving right now mm-hmm. um what else probably Matilda Jurf. I know these are really basic answers, but no, no, no. I think I think they're very popular for a reason, which is like uh, things become, you know, basic for a reason because everybody loves them um, and they're they're so like widely known and, and like well-respected, but I feel like she's very impressive. I also sometimes like she's so young and she's had a lot of success. Um, and so sometimes I'm like, oh my God, she's so young and she's, you know, she's doing all these amazing things, but, um, it's also very inspiring. And I think that again, her style, like she doesn't really play into trends. She really just dresses how she wants to dress. Um, and it's obviously worked. Like it's like that, that saying of like being true to yourself has like obviously worked for her. She's always stayed true to herself and she's like done so, so well. And, um, has like created a brand that is like good for the environment. So I think she's someone very impressive and and just kind of like lives her life in Europe and doesn't pay attention too much to like anything else that's going on, which I think is very cool. Yes, those are amazing answers. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Well, you were you so me. wise beyond your years and <laughs> no. I can't wait to see kind of your page grow. If you continue with TikTok or YouTube or anything, I think you'll have so much success. So thank thank you you so so much much for coming on. I appreciate it so much. I'm like, this was so much fun.